happy to see you all here on this Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Um, we have a couple of announcements to go over, and I have a quick one to throw out. Um, we are having the 2 o'clock pavilion encounter uh, for those who want to do a meet and greet with me and my family. Uh, we have a couple people signed up, but we have more spots, so if you have not signed up and would like to join us, we're going to meet in the pavilion and social distance um, and just chat and get to know each other better. Um, and there's a couple other dates on the calendar as well. If you call the church office, they can help you with that. Um, but I'm going to turn the rest over to my friend here who's going to tell you about all the other fun stuff going on. Okay, uh, the school supplies. A big thank you to all who donated. Diane Gieske delivered them this week. If you still have supplies that you haven't brought yet, bring them and they will, Diane will make sure that they get to the school. Sunday school starts September 13th. The children will be dismissed after the youth moment. Teacher Kelly, ages three to six, will have her classroom on the pavilion and teacher Linda, first grade through sixth grade, will be set up on the mezzanine with a social distance setup. Please have the children wear comfy clothes to play and a mask. On Communion Sunday, the children will be escorted back to their cars from their classroom by the teacher. Ice cream Sundays will be available again after worship. We will serve in the parking lot this time. The Clinton Car Show. Thanks to some very generous donors and generous bakers, we were able to collect $404 Thursday night. Yay! Yay! Thanks, Sheila, for organizing it. The best part was the fellowship and networking that took place. Thank you all for your help. Next year, we hope to be at all of the car shows. The ice cream social with Culver's truck and, and the dinner is next one and last one for this season is scheduled for Thursday, September 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. Mark your calendars, people. And they have some vegetables up here left over from the car show. So if anybody wants any, they're up here on the other side of the pasture. All right. Do we have any other announcements? Going once, twice, sold. All right, cool. Well, that is all of the ministry and the business and the fun stuff we do around here. And I hope that if you haven't had a chance to get involved in something, something we just mentioned has sparked an interest in you. Um, or if you have other ideas for things, please share them. Um, we are always looking for ways we can be uh, a part of our local community and as a faith community um, while staying safe um, from getting each other sick with COVID. So um, we will begin now with our call to worship. If you will please join me in the call to worship, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Your word is our heritage forever, the joy of our hearts. And the opening hymn this morning is O Spirit of the Living God, and it's number 539. And our music is coming to us live from our organ. Lois is in the sanctuary playing for us, so how awesome is that? We have our organ back. Yay!
join me together in our opening prayer. Author of life, living word, holy breath, we have stumbled through the week and groped our way back to this place. Illume the steps before us and write your word on our hearts, for we carry the name of Jesus and would walk in the light of his love. Amen. And we will continue with hymn number 707, Hymn of Promise. join me in our prayer for illumination. God of life, by the power of your spirit, come to us now. Plow our hearts with your living word until we who are broken become fertile with your love, for we long to bear fruit in a world that is wasting. We pray in the name of Jesus, whose charge we bear. Amen. The first scripture reading today is the birth of youth, birth and youth of Esau and Jacob, Genesis 25, verses 19 through 34. These are the descendants of Esau, Abraham's son. Abraham was the father of Esau, and Esau was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Armenian of Paddan Aram sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer, and his wife Rebekah conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, if it is to be this way, why do I live? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, 
There were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle, so they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand gripping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he was fond of game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking a stew, Esau came in from the field and was famished. Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stuff, for I am famished. Therefore he was called Edom. Jacob said, First sell me your birthright. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, Thanks be to God. We bring our gifts because tendrils of God's love have worked their ways into the soil of our hearts. Beloved children of God, let us yield our lives to God's abundant harvest and collect our offering. change in my life has been wrought, wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have lied in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Lots of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll. Jesus came into my heart. I possess of a hope that is steadfast and sure since Jesus came into my heart. And no dark clouds of doubt now my pathway obscure since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart. Of joy or my soul like the sea billows roll since Jesus came into my heart. I shall go there to dwell in that city I know since Jesus came into my heart. And I'm happy, so happy as onward I go since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll, since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart. Of joy or my soul like the sea billows roll since Jesus came into my heart. giver of life, we do not want the cares of the world and the lure of wealth to choke your word among us. As the sower casts seeds abundantly, 
Hopefully, so we long to participate in your seeding of the world. Receive these gifts as tokens of our lives. Send your cultivating spirit to work among us until we yield and grow in grace. For we pray in the name of Jesus, who came out of love for the world. Amen. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. Uh, this morning, if you look in your bulletin uh, on the announcements page, you can see we have uh, our list of people we are adding to our prayers. Um, Luann's granddaughter, Abigail, and her family. Um, Todd Morgan, who is still recovering from his uh, motorcycle accident. Nancy Martin, whose cancer has come back and she will not be seeking treatment. Um, she's asking not for any visitors, but cards and prayers are welcomed. Uh, Jody Williams and her family, as they are mourning the passing of Al. Bob Gieske's sister, Carol, is now in hospice care. Uh, so prayers for the family for comfort. Um, and Chloe Quig, Diane's granddaughter, is undergoing tests for medical issues. Prayers are requested for her. And this morning, um, I was given... Uh, a card, uh, prayers for Ryan and Lori Young. Um, they were in a terrible motorcycle accident, um, and it is looking like there will be a very long road to recovery. Um, so we're asking for prayers for them as well. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you today, a thankful people for the many blessings you bestow upon us in our lives. We give you thanks for this opportunity to come together and worship. In spite of being in a global pandemic, we can still have our faith community gathered together for those who are able to be here. Help us also to stay connected with those who are not able to be here through cards or phone calls, whatever we might be able to do while keeping our social distancing and following our health guidelines. But God, we also have lifted names who are struggling right now, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally, those who are fighting illness or injury, those fighting COVID or cancer or other medical issues. God, we lift them all to you and ask for your healing touch. And we ask that you would continue to guide the hands and the efforts of all of those involved in the healing process and in the medical industry from doctors and nurses to research scientists to lab technicians to hospice workers, all of those who work so diligently to give us comfort and healing, we lift them as well for their efforts and sacrifices on our behalf. God, we also pray for those who work so diligently to keep us safe in our world. We pray for those who serve in our military, our firefighters, our police officers, our first responders, and so many others who work to keep us safe. God, we ask that you would guide them in their words and actions, keep them safe and strong. And God, we pray that we might see an end to conflict in our world soon, that we could have those who are far away from us return home and be with us. God, we also lift our nation in the midst of a lot of challenging times and unrest, and we lift prayers for all nations in the world who are undergoing many of the same challenges and other issues. God, we pray that you would touch our hearts and minds as well as our leaders' hearts and minds, that we might all come together to work for the betterment of all humanity and all creation, and not just a select few. Help us to look past the things that we think make us different and focus on the things that make us the same as your beloved children, that we might come together and follow your Holy Spirit to bring peace in this world. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds this day, we lift you in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It is now time for our youth moment, so I would like to invite all of our youth and children to come on over and again we are all children of God so everyone is welcome to come forward and if you want a sucker you definitely have to come forward because that's the deal
Come on down. One little, two little, three little children. Four little. Can you guys sit somewhere over here, wherever you're comfy? Perfect. I'm waiting, don't worry. Oh, the whole, the whole right here, Avery, is like, are my friends going to be at church today? Hey, they're, they're here and they're happy. So how are you guys doing today? Everybody awake? Everybody excited to have the day off tomorrow? <laughs> All right, I want to tell you guys a story, okay? This happened yesterday. I was with my family, with, with Miss Sarah and AJ and DeAndre, and some of our friends, and we were out at the lake. And I had a can of soda, and I stepped away from my can of soda for a minute, and when I came back to take a drink, someone else was in there. There was a bee in my soda can, and I got stung on the inside of my lip, and that hurt. So I learned a very important lesson that day. Always shake your can before you take another drink or put a cover on it. So take that one with you. I'm telling you this story because there are times in our lives where we get hurt, um, and we can get hurt. Yes. <laughs> okay, so sometimes we can get hurt. Um, we can trip and fall and scrape our knees. Um, yeah, you already did that today? Okay, yes, AJ? Okay. Yes. You had two cavities filled out? That probably was not much fun, was it? No. Yes. And your mom what? Oh, your mom got a crown on her tooth? Yeah, that probably hurt. You know, we, uh, we just said prayers from some people who got hurt in a motorcycle accident. Um, you know, so there's lots of ways we can we can get hurt. We can also get hurt on the inside too. And if somebody's mean to us and hurts our feelings, we get hurt on the inside, and that's no fun. So, one of the things that we got to remember is that even when we're hurt, whether it's on the inside or on the outside, Jesus and God are there with the Holy Spirit and can help us to feel better. We always want to go if we're hurt on the outside to a doctor. Um, or at least your mom and dad. And sometimes when we're hurt on the inside, we need to go talk to a doctor or your mom or dad. Um, but Jesus and God are always there with the Holy Spirit trying to help us feel better and to heal. Okay, so here's what I want you guys to do for me this week. I want you, if you see somebody get hurt, whether they trip and fall or if they got their feelings hurt, I want you to try your best to make them feel better, okay? Um, so that might mean maybe helping them back up, um, or if they drop something, picking up and giving it to them. If someone hurt their feelings, maybe telling them how much you like them and why you like them to try and make them feel better. Can you guys do that for me? 
Yeah, you think you can handle that? Okay. Because remember, there's, it's no fun to get hurt, but it happens sometimes because unfortunately that's how life works. And we'll have that discussion another Sunday when we have more time. Um, but anyway, all right, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to fold your hands because we're going to pray. Everybody ready? All right, repeat after me, please. Dear God, thank you so much for Jesus and the Holy Spirit and everything you do to help us when we get hurt. Help us to help others when they get hurt, whether on the inside or on the outside. We love you very much. Amen. Awesome. You guys did a great job, and we've got suckers. Oh, and I think we have another special treat. I didn't know about this. We've got suckers and Rice Krispie treats. You guys are extra lucky today. Can you bring one of those to Rick in the sound? <laughs> All right. They're raising the bar with these snacks. We're going to end up with a full course meal in a couple months. All right. The scriptures are shot through with stories of people just like us. Men who grieved, women who questioned, siblings who did not get along, parents who chose favorites. God's word of grace is meant for people just like you and me. There is no need for pretense in this place. Let us go to God in prayer, if you would join me in our prayer of confession. Patient and persistent God, we come polished and presentable to this comfortable room as if we knew what to expect, as if this were a safe and predictable place as if we could simply observe. Holy One, forgive our tepid expectations. In the mystery of your love, overshadow us. Plant the seeds of your gospel in each of our hearts until we bloom and spill with your passion to serve in a world that is wasting. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Unless you happen. It's not one I can pull out of there. Mm -hmm. Beloved children of God. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Spirit of God dwells in you. If you hear nothing else today, hear these words. There is no condemnation in the name of Jesus Christ. You are forgiven. Amen. Amen. 
If you would join me in our affirmation of faith, we are using the Nicene Creed as printed in your bulletin, also found on page 880 in our hymnal. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, universal, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The second, the second scripture this morning is Matthew 13, verses 1 through 9, the parable of the sower. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seeds, fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. The gospel of the Lord, and you say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And we will continue with hymn number 393, Spirit of the Living God. And this is a really short one, so we're going to do it three times.
third scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. This section is titled, Life in the Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. If you would join me again in an attitude of prayer. Life-giving God, we have gathered in your presence to offer you thanksgiving and praise for all that you have done for us. Through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, we have been set free, free from the power of sin that leads to death, free to follow the leading of your Holy Spirit, free to love you with all our heart and soul and strength, free to worship. May your Holy Spirit inspire our praise and our prayers, open our hearts and minds to your presence among us and within us, and to the word you have for us today. To you alone, life-giving God, belongs all praise and honor and glory and blessing now and to the end of time. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, this morning we are beginning a new sermon series titled Broken Good News for Tough Times. This series focuses on the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th chapters of the book of Romans, which is a letter to the church uh, in Rome from Paul. Now, it's important to note that Paul is addressing his letter to a group of people that he had never met, but he wrote it with the hope of encouraging and building up this faith community, which he did dream of visiting one day. Paul knew that the Christian life at that time was a perilous one, and he also knew that the world in which that church was growing and beginning to spread was an unpredictable and increasingly uh, diverse one. This series will cover some of Paul's letters' most intriguing and inspiring passages, which I hope will help us all to learn more about and understand better how God sustains us amid our brokenness. And when I say brokenness, as I mentioned to our children this morning, I mean both on the inside and on the outside. It is my fervent hope and prayer that this series might help each of us to find some wholeness and unity, regardless of the crises we may be facing in our lives. I already had one of your friends later. Sorry, I already ate one bee. I'm not looking to do another one. All right. So troubles are a universal human experience. That's just the reality of life. No one lives a life that is void of troubles. 
Now, the type and the perceived severity of the troubles may vary from person to person, but we will face troubles all of our lives. Right now, we find ourselves in the midst of a global pandemic. So if nothing else, we can at least share those sense of troubles altogether. And in times of troubles, especially ones that cause us great levels of stress or feelings of hopelessness, we turn to our coping mechanisms. That's just how we work as humans. Now, for some people, those coping mechanisms are positive things like prayer or uh, having a conversation with a loved one, a bunch of different things like that. Unfortunately, though, for others, some of the coping mechanisms that they may rely on are things like excess, whether maybe food or alcohol or drugs. But we are not just limited to those coping mechanisms. During these times of trouble, we must remember that we can and should turn to God. God loves us, and God will always work to restore us amid our brokenness. And again, we are all broken in one way or another. That, too, again, is a universal truth of the human condition. All we need to do is turn on the nightly news and see violence and disaster that continue to plague our world. Or we can look at the personal, physical, or relational pain that we experience in our own lives. We live in a broken world. So today we're beginning this series with a focus on the internal brokenness of our spirits, a pain that can be both the cause and effect of human sin. Now I will openly admit that Paul's arguments about sins in Romans chapter 7 and 8 can be difficult to follow at times, but the truth is that sin itself is difficult. Paul even admits as much when he says in chapter 7, I don't do the good I want to do, but I do the evil that I don't want to do. But if I do the very thing that I don't want to do, then I am not the one doing it anymore. Instead, it is sin that lives in me that is doing it. So I find that as a rule, when I want to do what is good, evil is right there with me. I gladly agree with the law on the inside, but I see a different law at work in my body. It wages a war against the law of my mind and takes me prisoner with the law of sin that is my body. I am a miserable human being. Who will deliver me from this dead corpse? That's a little bit rough. And I have to admit, that is quite a question at the end there. Who will deliver me from this dead corpse? Well, the answer, and when I say the answer, I mean the only answer, of course, is Jesus. Paul argues that God sent the Son into the world to take sin out of the world. Out of God's love for us, God incarnates the purpose of the law in the body of Jesus and wipes condemnation out. And in doing so, God's people are delivered in a way that the law could not deliver. Now, I also will admit that Paul does make it sound kind of easy that as if our relationship with Christ makes choosing what is right, living according to the Spirit, as a, essentially an automatic thing. But like so many things, especially when it comes to human fallibility, this is often much easier said than done. There remains this tension between the Spirit and the flesh, where the Spirit is the ways of God and the flesh is the ways of the world. Biblical scholars argue that it is a common misunderstanding that Paul is referring to our souls and our bodies here. We know that the body and soul are inextricably connected as our bodies are deeply impacted by the state of our spirit. For example, broken hearts can lead to broken bodies. People who suffer ulcers are worsened by mounting stress. There are countless examples of how our, when our spirit suffers, 
It shows in the health of our physical bodies. And not only our physical bodies, but in also the body of our human family. Things like greed and malice, unbridled hatred and fear due to our differences, all of these ways our souls are still broken by sin. They are literally killing us. Companies that skirt safety measures to add to their profit margin, riding in streets that turns violence and takes lives, often lives of the innocent bystanders. And if we, we see it everywhere around the world, both far away and remarkably close to home, to set our minds on the things of the flesh means living according to the broken ways of our world. It means succumbing to things like discrimination or hatred due to someone's gender or sexual orientation or race or ethnicity or religion. And all that leads to is death. Not just bodily deaths, but to soul deaths too. It leads to the death of hope. It leads to the death of justice. It's a very dark picture, but it is one that we are living in right now today. But life in the Spirit, setting our minds on the things of the Spirit, that instead liberates us from things like discrimination and hatred. And it also, and maybe more importantly, frees us to love. When we focus our minds on the things of the Spirit, that includes compassion and kindness and fairness and unity. Those are the things that can heal our broken spirits. Those are the things that empower us to help heal our broken world. And I know that this all probably seems a bit overwhelming to think about. You might be asking yourself, well, how can I make a difference and help heal the broken world that we live in? I am just one person. Well, there's actually a lot we can do. We can start by choosing to set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Now, that is not a minor task by any means, and it's one that we have to work on every single day in our lives. But when we do, it can have a much bigger impact than you will ever fully be able to comprehend or witness in some cases. If setting our minds on the things of the Spirit liberates us from hatred and frees us to love, then we can follow the two greatest commandments that Jesus gave us. In the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Mark, we have Jesus giving these commandments to a legal expert who had challenged him and questioned him on what is the greatest commandment to follow. And Jesus tells him, you must love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your being, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. Friends, the Son was sent to this world to free us from sin to help us to fix the brokenness, not just inside ourselves, but also all around us. So I encourage you, set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Be liberated from hatred and be freed to love. Love God and love your neighbor. Let love rule your heart and be the center of everything you do. Love won when the Son took away the sins of humanity and fulfilled the requirements of the law. I invite you to embrace love and join in the celebration through how you love one another and how you love yourself. Amen. If you would now turn to your handout for Holy Communion, we will be celebrating today. I hope everyone brought their own Jesus, um, and I promise to do a better job of reminding people about that in the future.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and your, our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a living and as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We are one body of faith, and we come together with more than one loaf, but it still connects us all as that body of faith. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ, and the cups over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Friends, I invite you now to prepare to receive the elements. We can do this a couple different ways. You can eat your bread and then drink your juice, or you can take your bread and dip it in your juice and then have the elements together. That's what we call intinction. Either way is totally fine. It all still works. I invite you, though, now together to receive these elements, the body and blood of Christ, for you and for the salvation of the world. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
Our closing hymn is number 634. Now let us from this table rise. Again, I want to remind you that if uh, you haven't yet signed up for a pavilion encounter, we have one at 2 o'clock today over in the pavilion, um, and there are spots open, so please, by all means, come and join us. Um, we had a lot of fun at our first one, um, and I'm looking forward to the others as well. But now, may God, whose forgiveness is boundless, the Christ, whose charge is freedom, the Spirit which grants us life and peace. Keep our minds and hearts in grateful communion as we seek to serve. Beloved children of God, sow the gospel wherever you go, not judging the soil on which you stand, for God brings forth fruit from unexpected places. Go now in peace. Amen.